0: what's up guys welcome back to the kind of funny screencast as always i'm tim gettys but this time i'm joined by a very different cast for this show we got sad boy barrett himself barrett courtney i am one with the force the force is with me boys let's go and we got IGN's own jonathan Dornbush.
1: Barrett doesn't look so sad today because we have some exciting stuff to talk about. It's so much exciting stuff. We got the bush (laughs)
0: here with us. Very, I'm excited. We should all be excited. It is May the 4th, a very Star Wars-themed episode of Screencast today. We're going to be doing the full review of uh, Clone Wars. We're going to start it off spoiler-free. We'll get into all the spoilers. Before that, though, it's May the 4th. There's a ton of news I want to go through, see where our hype levels are for some things. If we have any concerns, it's some good stuff, though. Uh, But before we get into that, this is kind of funny screencast each and every week right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we talk about everything you need to know about movies tv and streaming services you can watch the show live on twitch or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also listen to it as a podcast or search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast been a great time we usually talk about what we've been watching all the news going on that week but this episode is special because it is may the 4th disney's treating it special so we're going to treat it special because we need some yeah lives um good things just like our patreon producers mohammed mohammed cameron reagan steve powers lee Polero, julian the gluten-free gamer karen o'donnell and drew gardenier thank you all very much for being supportive you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny get this show ad free just like they're all doing it's fantastic stuff um today we're brought to you by me undies and hymns but i will talk to you about that later for now let's get right into it baby news of the day break it down timmy boy taika watiti to direct new star wars film let's Let's go. go yeah um, he is co-writing with 1917 writer Christy Wilson Carnes. Disney and Lucasfilm announced today that Taika Waititi is officially directing a new Star Wars movie. Um, they also officially confirmed the new untitled Star Wars TV series that's in the works at Disney Plus from Russian doll creator Leslie Headland, which Variety reported exclusively last month. Uh, the film news reports that. The affirms reports that first broke in January that Waititi was developing a Star Wars movie on the heels of his well-received work, directing the season finale of The Mandalorian. Uh, it's unclear if Waititi's film is one of Disney's three untitled Star Wars movies dated for December 2022, 2024, and 2026, or if it's separate if, if it's a separate project entirely. Uh, previously, the filmmaker was coy about these reports when Variety asked him about it in February after he won the best adapted screenplay for Oscar. Jojo Rabbit. Are there any discussions about Star Wars film? Like, yeah, I discussed with my friends in 1996 how cool Star Wars was. <laughs> I think people see me hanging out with people, especially with Star Wars, and I think I'm having some big discussions about it. I'd fucking love to. If I was right, I would want to do any. I I'd want to do any kind of movie if it made sense and if it felt like and if it didn't feel like career suicide. So let's go, guys. What do you think?
2: I mean, and this <laughs> is the this is the thing that where I'm at right now. It was like. I'm all in on Star Wars outside of the the movies. So, especially with like my personal uh, takes on the recent movies, I, I'm still like I'm cautiously optimistic, is what I'll say. Um, I, I think obviously Taika being being at the helm, I think, is very exciting. Uh, directing and helping write, I think it's it's an interesting team up with the uh, the writer of 1917. Um, just Noted of comedian. The, yeah, noted comedian for the the writer of nineteen seventeen. Uh so it'll be interesting to see like how they balance that, especially since we're going to get a lot of uh, what what Taika does. Um, so I'm interested to see like what they do to to pull that off. And I'm I'm just interested to see like what story they would want to tackle. Um, especially it's it's weird because we're now in a post Skywalker saga era of like what stories are they going to want to do now um saw some people cheeky uh being cheeky on uh, twitter saying like ah we're, we're finally gonna get solo too uh and uh, that maybe not so much is something i would want from him but uh yeah i'm i'm interested to see where they would want to go now which story that they would want to tell but obviously like i just i'm on my 2020 mcu rewatch and we we the last movie we just watched was ragnarok and uh i think like any kind of major property you give to tega to he's going to fucking hit it out of the park so I'm excited Um, so yeah we'll see
1: Yeah, he's really good at injecting himself into a major property as he showed with Thor and I think we are like you just said Barrett we're in this really interesting period right now where we're post the Skywalker saga but even during that time they were going to start doing all those anthology movies after Rogue One and then they all kind of fell apart and so I think they are kind of in a like blank slate place like they don't have to do anthology stories that are really tied to the skywalker saga they can go a little further out um and they do obviously have some holes to fill my guess is he probably wouldn't be responsible for the most recent like dated upcoming star wars movie just because he still has to get through thor love and thunder and given like production delays with the whole mcu getting pushed back a little bit that's probably going to be his first focus quick question yeah
2: Yeah. um what
0: is thor uh love and thunder slated for now February 7th, yeah. 2022. It's, it got pushed up to be the week before Valentine's Day. Uh, exactly. and then The most recent push that happened last week.
1: Yeah, that was like a couple week shift and then it originally was set for November, I think, 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, that,
0: that movie's been shifted twice now. Uh, it went yeah. from November to late February and then from late February to early February. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man this oh, is you got a lot. sorry love. guys it's <laughs> all good <man. laughs> Here, here's the thing though with, with all of this is i feel like it's easy for all of us for everyone to kind of look at this and not be as excited as we should be mm-hmm. Um just because star wars movies i feel like i mean at the very least they're divisive with people yeah. so um and especially like not even just the skywalker saga but the anthology movies it's like so far it's pretty hit and miss right um i i feel like regardless of that we're getting more star wars i want more star wars and if we're gonna get more Star Wars, i want taika involved he hasn't let me down yet um with anything i've ever seen from him like i just watched jojo rabbit for the first time like a couple weeks ago and nice is, if you haven't seen that movie it's fantastic yeah um of course we love uh ragnarok and what i think is is awesome about ragnarok is uh jonathan you were talking about how he injects himself it's like he didn't even write that movie but it still felt like he did (laughs) you know (laughs) uh and then you look at the last episode of mandalorian and it's just like that is definitely one of my favorite episodes of the season and i i think that that to me is an example of taika can do something with the property and still inject himself like his style but it doesn't need to be this over the top crazy hitler's my imaginary friend and everything's neon colored ragnarok it can be in the world that mandalorian set up and still just be dope as fuck because he's touching the thing right and i think that add adding the 1917 angle to this like i think this could be something really special yeah um i just kind of hope that it it isn't using things that we're familiar with i feel i don't want to have a repeat of the lord and miller situation of solo where they signed on for a very specific reason which is to add their vision to these characters we know and we all know how that turned out i feel like i'd rather taika just be Get your own toys to play with. Like, I don't want to have him have to worry about, you know, following some like top-down vision of where Han Solo's character is going. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you and know. I think he showed a balance of that with Thor. Like, chances are the higher-ups from the overarching Disney who get the even higher higher-ups in each individual, like Marvel and Star Wars, Lucasfilm and everything talking. They probably can see that he both is able to kind of do his own thing and inject his own flavor, but also kind of do what he has to do at the end of the day which is a job like this is a job he has to perform and so i do think taika has proven he can do his own thing and be really uh creatively accomplished at that but also work within a framework and still be really creatively accomplished with that so i think he's a really great fit for this like tim you were saying i know it's easy to be like cautiously optimistic and for sure like we'll wait and see because the movie franchise has definitely had its ups and downs right now but i think I'm really excited to see what Lucasfilm as a whole does with this High Republic uh, era that we're going to go into, which is right now just like a comics and book focus thing. But this is their first time, like really establishing a new era of the new canon. And I mm. think how they how they work within that, and how they let authors and uh, artists and everything work within that, I think may be a good framework and a good understanding for what they're going to do with these movies going forward. If it succeeds or if it fails,
0: absolutely. Uh, Then moving on, that wasn't it. So Star Wars (laughs) has been dropping a whole bunch of stuff today. I mean, the least of which on Disney Plus, there's there's a full takeover of Star Wars with uh, concept art, beautiful concept art. If you guys haven't loaded up Disney Plus yet, do it just to see uh, all the different art they put for the different Star Wars movies. And it's some really, really cool cool stuff. Most of it like we've seen before, but just the way that they kind of like put it all out this time, it's very well presented. Um, There's like Twitter takeovers where you got the little Star Wars emojis are back if you want to use those. Uh, but most importantly, I would say that Mandalorian uh, documentary episode one is out on Disney plus the final episode, episode ever, ever of Clone Wars is out and Star Wars episode nine is available now oh, thank on God. Disney plus. So the entire Star- Skywalker saga available to be watched now on, on Disney plus. I think not every Star Wars movie, though. Solo got isn't there yet. Right. Solo's still on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think Solo's still planning on. Uh, I think it's, it's sometime July. this summer. Yeah, I think it's July. Yeah. yeah, and I um, think that's like the same month. Like, uh, the rest of the Marvel movies are dropping over there too. Like yeah, Infinity, Infinity War, War. and Ant Man two are still on Netflix, hmm. so I think they're still
0: waiting for those contracts to run out. Um, then on the game side, they announced Vader Immortal is finally coming to PlayStation VR. It's God damn it, man. <laughs> I, I, I got
2: so I, I if you've been following me, I I, I just got an Oculus Quest uh, specific like, of course, to play Beat Saber, which I played before, which is which is fun and um, super hot. But I also got it specifically the quest because of Vader Immortal, because I think Vader Immortal was only. Uh, available on Oculus uh, VR headsets. And then, of course, a week later, they're like, ah, it's coming to PSVR, so.
0: ah, I feel like, Barrett, you got screwed every which way with Star Wars game news, because I woke up (laughs) this morning and I was like, oh my God, Vader Immortal, that's hilarious. Barrett just got this. And then the other side of it, I was like, and they announced, like, New, new content, content for, for yeah, Jedi I yeah. fall in order with New Game Plus, and you just replayed the game. I just replayed Me- the
2: game for stream, and I also just deleted it off my PS4. <laughs> oh
1: man, we just started a replay this last weekend because my girlfriend is playing through it because we're doing a whole like Star Wars universe rewatch replay whatever Um, and
2: in in canon order right
1: yeah we're doing in canon order through everything um so so we're we're trying to keep the timing right but so yeah we jumped into jedi fallen order this week and i was like great new costumes and stuff but we did start the new game so i guess like new game plus ish stuff i'll have to wait till after she's done
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um so that's fun stuff but yeah i mean i think really the big thing is all the disney plus releases today uh something i don't know if you guys are too interested in but they did also announce uh in the last hour or so that they're going to do an exclusive reunion of the star wars clone wars cast on friday Ooh. Uh, and you can watch you can watch that on the internet it's a part of the d23 at home stuff they're doing so that's cool nice yeah um but yeah kind of going in order we none of us have watched the mandalorian thing yet right no.
1: I haven't gotten a shot. Yeah. I'm am I'm, I'm, I'm
0: excited to. too. cuz
2: that's like even though I I feel like a, a lot of us especially kind of funny had a varying levels of um feelings on that show, uh especially episode to episode, but, but even at the end of the day no matter our feelings that the way they made that show I think is super interesting and like just seeing like the image pop up on Disney Plus where it's just like a director's round table, I think is super fucking cool. Like you see uh um Uh, i'm bryce dallas howard yeah yeah, i I, I always i always switch the dallas and the bryce uh bryce dallas howard taika um dave Filoni is on there yeah like just seeing that shot i'm like oh i gotta watch this uh i'm I'm really excited too
1: there's there's so many interesting creative people involved in that even if they just popped in for an episode like barrett was saying so i think the like the chance to see all of this one of my favorite parts of watching that show yeah even if each episode wasn't the best episode like successively I loved the concept art at the end of every episode. Like it was yeah. so gorgeous to see all that stuff so and how cool. it translated to the real show. So the idea that this is going to further go in, obviously they were using that really interesting filming technique of the, sort of the stage with the giant uh, video walls that they were employing. So there's so much to how that show was made that I think will make for a really good documentary. And it sets the stage for them to do this in the future with either other Star Wars shows or MCU shows on Disney Plus. Like this opens the floodgates for that
0: definitely um and then you guys have any plans to watch rise of skywalker anytime soon
1: Uh, i'm going i'm going in universal order so i will eventually eventually uh, but you're waiting for it yeah we're gonna wait until we get to that point in the timeline
0: nice no no uh, it's a no for me yeah (laughs) uh the thing that we did watch though is star wars the clone wars season seven finale Yes. I, mean, I guess the whole thing as a whole, because we haven't really talked about it too much on Screencast. You popped in, I think, for a bit, Barrett, to give your, your thoughts. Or at least at some point, I gave your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, the
2: last time I called into Screencast was one of the uh, casting news for Ahsoka for Mandalorian Season 2.
0: Yes, which um, is something we'll definitely be talking about here as well, yeah. uh, which is great. So uh, what I want to do is like start off kind of spoiler-free for, for the season as a whole, but specifically, I think, you know, the last couple episodes and the finale and and, and Mm -hmm. what it means. Because you guys both have seen all of the Clone Wars, Rebels, all that stuff, correct? Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
2: I don't think Dorno has watched Rebels.
1: Uh, No, I haven't seen Rebels yet because we were going to start watching it and then we realized when we were going to do this Universal Order thing, let's start with Clone Wars. And so I watched all of that for the first time in the lead up to Season
0: six. interesting. Okay, cool. So this has been your first Clone Wars experience
1: yeah, the the All last the few through. months. I, I watched the whole thing in chronological order. Um Barrett had originally given me like a pared down version of it, but we were like, This we're is the wonderful do. list. Screw it. We're just gonna watch the whole thing for the first time. Uh yeah. and so we watched the whole thing um awesome. over the last few months. Yeah.
0: Um, and then for me, I mean you guys have heard me talk about cloners before. I've never fully got into it. I've seen episodes here and there. I and I've always every time I watch it, I enjoy it. And every time I watch it, I'm just like, this shit's cool, but there's always enough in it that I'm like. I don't really want to commit to this as like a, a long-term thing. <laughs> mm. um, but recently I watched the the first three episodes and I know everyone kind of hates on those. Um, I, I guess it wasn't recent. It was when we went to London last year, but mm. um, I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I think that it kind of worked as a movie, just watching the first three. And I was like, this is entertaining. I can see why people don't fully vibe with it. But if this is the stuff people don't like, I imagine the show gets much better. Oh yeah. But oh, then yeah. it's, it's kind of funny actually that, uh, that uh, my history with the show really is just watching the first three episodes and now watching the last four episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the um, animation but, jump.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it's insane. I know. But, yeah. but what I think is most interesting about it is clearly, so the first three episodes were originally released as the movie,
2: And I I think that's why people hate on it because they look at it from a movie standpoint and not a show standpoint where it was like those were supposed to be the first three episodes of the series. And then Lucas was like, nah, let's do a movie. And Filoni was like, all right, I guess. And (laughs) uh, so, yeah, it it just wasn't like a a strong uh, debut selling point for that because it was a a movie. I I imagine if it was – Hey, this is the series opener for for this show. People would have been more uh, more into it,
0: yeah. but what what I thought was awesome is that, in addition to the animation leap and stuff, it's funny that the last four episodes also are presented as a movie. Oh, and i I, yeah. I bet you this gets like released as like one full thing at some point somehow because it is so tied together in a way, as evidenced even by like the title screens and how they 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 treat stuff where I was like, wow, I'm kind of jumping in at a great time. And the reason I say all this is if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the Clone Wars, it's worth watching just these last four episodes. And that's kind of my like top level spoiler free thing. They do such a good job of treating it kind of like, It's obvious I'm missing out on a ton of stuff, but Mm -hmm. they introduced the characters and the dynamics and the storylines of what's going on so well that it kind of feels like a really good jumping on point. They designed this story, I think, definitely on purpose for people to jump in
2: who haven't watched the the series at all before. Um, Unlike, like, I wouldn't recommend uh, these just be the first four episodes, but I'm also very biased uh, towards the Clone Wars series as a whole. Um, and the characters that they build up throughout the entire season and the relationships, uh, but yeah, they like the funny take that um, takeaway that I've had uh, going along with uh, uh, the homie Ben Bellevue uh, while we were watching the entire uh, season is that it felt like Dave Filoni wanted to just do another Clone Wars movie uh with these last what these last four episodes uh ended up being he went to disney about it and they're like oh well the last time we did a clone wars movie it didn't work out so uh we're only like you can tell that story but you need to do it in a full clone wars season um and that's why we got the first eight, eight episodes as well that's that's just what it felt like um where it's like all right well if we need to do at least 12 episodes let's tack on these first eight episodes and then let's get to the really dope stuff in the last four. Um, And even like the, the, the frustrating thing just really quick for the season seven as a whole is that the first two arcs just don't pay off or connect in any sort of way. um, Mm -hmm. That's worthwhile to the last arc. Uh, And that's the frustrating thing. It's like, yes, like the last arc can be watched on its own, but I don't feel like that should be the case um yeah it's it was frustrating watching it week to week and seeing the bad like finally seeing the bad batch arc which was one of the kind of like lost uh arcs from when the series originally got canceled so it was cool to see them like finally animate it finally see it um totally uh beautiful uh in 2020 uh but then to see that and then never see it come back or pay off and then to get this trace arc in the the middle that the the most we get out of the final arc is like oh what are you what were you doing on that planet it's a long story (laughs) cool glad that's what those four episodes led to Um, so many
1: layers
2: (laughs) yeah so many fuck god damn it
1: yeah i i felt the same I'd, i'd seen you tweet that and it kind of put in clarity this final season as someone who's just been marathoning the show for the last few months like I do think that Bad Batch arc on its own is really fun. Like as someone who didn't even know it was these lost episodes until like a week ago, mm-hmm. it's a really fun arc. And we've both, we somehow both tweeted the exact same tweet of, they should make a video game of the Bad Batch immediately because <laughs> it's so perfect for it. They, but, uh, just
2: do, uh, just do Republic Commando, but just, Put yep. uh, just paint awesome. on the Bad Batch o- over them.
1: <laughs> it would be perfect. Yeah. Just make the remaster of Bad Batch skin. It would work perfectly, but exactly. Yeah, I like that arc itself was a very fun arc, but when it's a third of this season and not four episodes in say like a twenty-three or twenty-five episode season, especially knowing that this was built as the final season, this is what fans have waited so long for. It did feel oddly disjointed as a like season of television. And I don't think quite capitalized on the anticipation for all of this that it could have had it been a little bit more all focused together instead of these three arcs.
2: The one kind of saving grace uh, and uh, just to wrap up like my kind of general thoughts on the season seven as a whole is like I kind of look at it as like a season six part two yeah. season six, which dropped on Netflix. Originally, it was like the kind of uh, last uh, the like last episodes that they were able to get done before uh, they got canceled. And so that was like uh, originally like I think the Bad Batch arc was supposed to be in season six. Um, I have no I've never heard about the trace arc before. Um, so I don't know if that's something they decided to add to like explain what Ahsoka was doing on said planets, uh, with the pikes and, and whatnot, but, um, the, um, and it, it does kind of suck. Like in retrospect, I was actually just watching a video the other day of um after the series got canceled they still had these arcs that like weren't animated whatsoever like they had some like kind of rough ideas for them but because they couldn't go anywhere with the clone war series anymore at the time this was back in 2014 they gave uh the kind of story arcs um that they had planned for season 6 and whatever season 7 was supposed uh maybe originally going to be uh they gave it to other kind of storytellers like there's a i think there's a book about I think Dooku at one point, there's a comic series that was originally supposed to be a Clone Wars arc about Darth Maul escaping uh imprisonment from the uh Emperor or the uh, uh Chancellor, because the last time we saw Darth Maul, I think in the show, he had gotten captured by the Chancellor. So it is kind of weird to see him without with not being in the show, not being captured by uh Palpatine anymore. And so it's uh, just very interesting. So that's in a comic series now. There's like a Dooku book I think that they w- wanted to I tell in the, the show. I have the
1: book right behind me. Yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> lost, yeah.
2: um, and then there, there was like an arc they also wanted to do uh, with Anakin uh, and Obi-Wan on Utapau, which would have dealt with kind of the aftermath of Ahsoka leaving uh, the the Jedi Order. Um so it kind of like knowing those and like in retrospect I am I wonder if they're like fuck we should have kept these kind of stories <laughs> to our own and not given them to like comic book writers and story uh like uh book writers and stuff so we could have like made it for season 7 so it, it's in I would love, honestly, now that we have a Mandalorian uh, documentary series, I would have loved uh, like a Clone Wars final season documentary series to see like what the kind of mindset uh, was going into this final season and like what they wanted to do versus what they could actually do. Um, Yeah, just a lot of interesting questions I have um, throughout the the weeks of going through every new episode and being like, all right, cool, like the trailer – The trailer that dropped before season seven started made it seem like the entire season was going to be all like, all right, we're catching up and we're going to redo a lot of episode three. Let's go. And then I was like, all right, well, instead, the first eight episodes going to be about the Bad Batch was cool. And then it's going to be about Ahsoka and these two sisters whatever the fuck they do. And they but they don't matter. Um, Yeah, I, I was very frustrated by this final season, but it did pay off in the last four episodes
0: without getting into spoilers at all do you think that they could have dragged that episode three stuff out over an entire season like would you have preferred that or do you kind of think that they did it perfectly with the, the couple of the that stuff was featured in
1: i think i think there could have been another arc
0: i think there could have been another arc
2: that we had gotten at least maybe like right before uh, the event, like we, we got a couple episodes right before episode three, right? Like uh, the, um, again, not spoiling too much, but there's a moment where you realize like, Oh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are about to go on this mission, uh, which is uh, the, the start of episode three. So I I think there could have been a little more time, um, maybe not just with Ahsoka, because the last four episodes are mainly Ahsoka uh, uh, focused, but I think it would have been cool to, see some scenes um reimagined in in clone wars uh shout out to chloe who's very 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 upset that all we got uh, out of general grievous and the entire series was one frame
1: <laughs> i felt so bad for that her and weird, I, yeah yeah, yeah. And,
2: and it just like it, it felt like uh, there was more that they wanted to do and play around with episode three because um i'm on the of the mindset that like episode three is such a cool idea and a cool story that just like was not implemented well in the movie so i I think it would have been cool to see some uh, scenes reimagined like more scenes reimagined because there are a couple of moments that we get um yeah i think i think they could have spent a little more time with it especially because it's weird because like in my interpretation of episode three just like i feel like it takes place over the course of like a little longer because at the beginning of episode three, that's when um, Anakin is told that Padme is pregnant. And by the end of episode three, she's like about to have kids. But at the beginning of the movie, she's not like super pregnant. And so it's just, like, how long does episode, like, <laughs> over the course of episode three, like, how long is that?
0: And so it's, like, weird. horse babies, man. Yeah, they, I they, guess. True. Whatever. Less than nine <laughs> months, dude. It's, it's, it's yeah, but no. and dumb. Before, but look, I, I do want to move into <laughs> the spoiler. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of, like, mixing and matching with the spoiler. So I want I want to make the clear distinction. <laughs> so final, final spoiler-free words. How do you guys recommend people consume this show at this point?
1: If you're willing to do the whole show, watch the chronological version. Um, if you want the excerpts that are the, the best hits Barrett's recommendation list that he tweeted out that he first sent to me, but then tweeted out, I'm sure we can yeah, I, mean, I, I I
2: tweet that out a bunch. Cause people ask me yeah. all the time, like, Oh, what's the watch order. I made that originally for Dorno.
1: Yeah. That list is very good. Like I've gone back to it after watching everything and it does really, I think hit a lot of the like key stuff that you would need to know without having to deal with all the filler. But, um, I, I do think it's a thing that you shouldn't just jump into these last four episodes, if you're willing to put in a little more time,
0: but if you're not, it's worth then it. I I, cool. I think that at the very mm-hmm. least, Star Wars fans should do that. It's so so worth it, and I do think that it makes the prequels better, <laughs> like, yeah. which yeah, is awesome. I, like anything that can do that, I think is good.
1: We watched I, Avenger the Sith two nights ago in part of our rewatch because we realized we were lined up. And it is so funny as I legitimately don't think I've seen that movie since it was out in theaters. So it's been a very long time for me and watching so many things happen in that movie. Now with the context that Clone Wars adds, like there's still some terrible stuff in that movie. Don't get me wrong, but there are like lines and moments that, probably in 2005 or whenever that was, or 6, would feel so random and out of place, but now have this incredible rich lore and backstory to them that are really cool. Like, there's still bad decisions back then, but now there's a (laughs) really cool and interesting backstory to so much of that stuff.
0: All right, guys, we are now moving in really quick really good last last thing i want to say to the spoiler zone barrett has one last thing to say one
2: last thing and i actually wanted to try to say this at the top of the show but this is like i cannot recommend this enough i tweeted this uh, uh tweeted out about this already but seriously if you got into clone wars because of the hype of the last season and you fell in love with the main characters that the clone wars introduced watch star wars rebels if you really liked Jedi Fallen Order and the idea of Vader's Inquisitors, watch Star Wars Rebels. If you really like The Mandalorian and like want to learn more of the history of the Darksaber, watch Star Wars Rebels. Fucking watch that show. No, like, and someone was asking me earlier, of like, oh, what episodes do I skip? And it's like no, and that's why Star Wars Rebels is my favorite, like, Star Wars story. Is that like there is nothing to skip? My, some arcs might seem trivial <laughs> at time. Bless you, Tim. Uh, there might there might be some arcs that seem trivial, but it's all character building to get to the really cool stuff. Seriously, watch that show. It is fucking amazing.
0: Fantastic. It's so funny, there, Barrett. So funny. I was like, I was about to cut you off. to get into the ad because i knew i knew you were gonna swear Ah. i knew you were gonna end with a Ah. swear (laughs) you can't control me tim i'm wild you're you're the wild boy barrett courtney that's what they that's what they call you you can't cage me cannot cage you ladies and gentlemen this episode is brought to you by Hims. you know a common issue that men face but don't always want to talk about you can think long and hard about it there uh 40 of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection uh, when guys turn to weird solutions do nothing uh instead they can turn to medicine and science expensive pills and injections where no man wants an injection that is no good uh, you can check out Hims, and you can discover the tiny pill worthy of a big celebration forums.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss skincare sexual wellness for men we've been talking about it for years andy and nick have both been using it uh for their hair um they love those gummies they um Love this stuff, man. They, they, they swear by it. It's well-known generic equivalents to brand-name prescriptions to help you combat uh, ED and hair loss. These are prescription solutions backed by science and made more affordable. Uh, you can stop worrying about multiple in-office doctor visits. You don't need any of that. Those are embarrassing. Those are awkward. Those are weird sometimes. Uh, all you got to do is answer some questions about your medical history and chat with the doctor for a confidential review. If approved by the doctor products are shipped directly to your door, uh, it's great stuff. You can try hymns today by starting off with a free online visit. Go to forhimscom slash KFMS. That's f a f o r h i m s dot com slash KFMS. i m slash KFMS. Prescription products or are, are subject sub, – sorry, guys. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. You can see the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's forhims.com/slash KFMS. And the next up, me undies, baby. Summertime dreaming, dreaming. There are days when visions of sunshine and surf dance through our heads, probably now more than ever, as we collectively mold into our couches. But we got to keep the dream alive. MeUndies is committed to the cause by keeping you in a constant stream of uninterrupted, dream-inducing undie comfort. I love MeUndies coffee. Every single time it's an adventure. You never quite know where you're going to go, but you always know you're going to end up being real soft. I'm me undies out right now, as I often am, wearing the undies, wearing the lounge pants, wearing the socks, wearing the shirt. I am covered in the softest micro model modal fabric. You know what I'm talking about, Barrett? Yeah. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you. Uh, MeUndies are made from micro-model and and irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in a cloud of comfort. It's magically made from trees. Another reason to give them a hug. Uh, MeUndies are offered in ranges of size from extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys. Any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. you got to give this super softness a try. To get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go! meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning check it out go get soft all right guys now it's time to move to the spoiler zone while i was doing those ad reads the copy in front of me kept for some reason disappearing like behind <laughs> the discord thing so that's why i kept stumbling where i was just like where was i what word am i reading right now so i apologize for that um, but here we go guys star wars clone wars spoiler mode barrett take it away i mean
2: where do we start man um i i don't even god um i'm trying to just think about where episode like the first uh episode of the final arc started um The beginning, like, sets up so well of, again, like what you were saying earlier, Tim, of, like, you you can really just jump into uh, this final arc and... um not know, not watching the 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 series as a whole and understand the relationships that they've been building in the show and stuff like uh, seeing how like cocky Anakin was at the the very beginning but having this plan of taking down all these drugs just just so cool and showing the kind of uh, the rapport that him and Obi-Wan have um, that leads into the scene of Anakin uh, seeing Ahsoka for the first time in a while and just that moment hurt so much like uh, I, I retweeted a tweet earlier that was like thank you to the clone wars uh for giving us what is probably the best uh brother sister relationship in a star wars story uh at all um Didn't just, even uh, kiss though <clears throat> yeah uh, i mean not not all the brothers and sisters need to kiss in the star Wars, tim it's fucking weird <laughs> um <laughs> but um I totally lost Sorry about that. Sorry, sorry about, about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Incest, I, I, can, I can jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um as as someone who's has been watching this all over the last few months, I think what the show as a whole like as it went through its seasons and really kind of figured out what its perspective was uh is really really well encapsulated in this arc and the two big things for me that stand out are ahsoka her growth and her evolution as a jedi as a person as a citizen as she says a couple moments in these episodes and her relationship with anakin and the rest of the jedi council as well as showing the clones for much more than they were uh, especially when we first saw them like you get that so much throughout this show and some of my favorite arcs are the clone focused arcs but i think what's so great about this uh, arc in particular is putting uh, Ahsoka in that moment when all of the clones turn on her and having to see that moment through the eyes of someone that we have seen and grown and care about so much over seven seasons of a show. Uh, that immediate betrayal and then what unfolds after that and how y- there are some complexities to that moment, I think is just so beautifully done in this arc and so it lovingly crafted and really rings true to what this show as a whole has been trying to push since its first season
2: it's it hurts so much the the line uh and this is in episode three where uh her her and rex are talking uh to each other and kind of like discussing like their their entire lives have been centered around this war um and knowing in just moments they're about to see the end of it and just saying like you guys you have been great troopers uh, for the Republic and you've been a great friend to me and just knowing you're like, oh, no, this is that we're about to see the the ultimate top 10 anime betrayal um, <laughs> with the clones and uh, the Jedi. And it, it's one of those interesting. And wh- the thing that got me in uh, that moment, right. Where we get the build up of, like Darth Maul's captured. And I, and I love that like Darth Maul like. I, I love throughout the the kind of entire series that Maul knew, like, kind of part of the plan of Sidious trying to take over, um, making his empire, but still, like, not having all quite the – like, all of the pieces. Like, he knew was Anakin. really cool, man. Yeah. Like that, and, that, yeah.
0: That, seeing yeah. him kind of, like, piece it together and seeing him be just such a be- – I mean, first off, seeing Maul back and, like, hit with an actual character. It's like, that's yes. awesome. Yes. But having him – like, the way that he was talking and, like – was a cool thing of him presenting all this information as if he knew it all Mm -hmm. but like and kind of owning the evilness of it like kind of being like i'm in control of this but it was also clear that he didn't actually know key parts of the plan so then when it all started coming together you saw it click in his head and like yeah to me that was super rad and and very well shown where (laughs) it's like oh this is it's believable and like for the way that Ahsoka and um, Darth Maul are acting like throughout the four episodes I watched, it always felt believable. It never mm-hmm. felt like a weird jump that uh, in logic that I feel like, especially in the, yeah. in the prequels, there was a lot of decisions made where I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Whereas with this, I'm like, this does make sense.
1: Well, I mean, and it it plays so well into what, and this is one of my favorite things about the show as a whole has done with Maul because uh, it really does show him in the earlier seasons when he's first introduced as this broken individual. like He has been shattered and gone yep. into isolation, and he is just driven crazy by all of that, by his desire for revenge and by the betrayals that he's felt. And as they layer that on through all these seasons, you see him even here where he's much more in control and he is much more of a like leader figure and more wily and uh, cunning he still is dealing with that like that fractured brain that he has like he is still broken in so many ways and the way that they're able to convey that with just small moments is so great
2: uh shout out really quick to the cameo of vision from ultron's character at one point uh where maul is talking to the leaders of the syndicate i swear i swear yeah. like the three people that he's talking to the one on the far right is uh vision from really? Ultron. Uh, it yeah. is we, yeah. we, oh, looked awesome. we looked it up. We looked up the yeah.
1: image. Um, my girlfriend Meredith pointed it out. It's basically the exact pose he has in a shot from the movie. Like they okay, that's, perfectly – awesome. yeah, it is absolutely 100% meant to be him it, in that
2: and, and it's one of those cool things where it's like I have my own frustrations of how and why Maul was included in Solo. Um, but it, it's cool that they, they still connected it and they're explaining of like, yes, Maul – eventually does become the leader of this like crime syndicate and uh these are like the kind of little moments we're getting of that and seeing his like shitty leadership where mm-hmm. uh like the the mandalorian like a part of the mandalorians were originally a part of that uh kind of uh syndicate but then he just at the end like at near the end of that battle he's like all right we'll die honorably i'm i'm getting out of here i'm gonna go on my ship um so yeah quick shout out to uh vision from ultron um mm-hmm. but to to go back uh really quick to the moment of order 66 building up to it and we get like actually the actual audio from episode three of anakin um uh mace windu and uh palpatine all like kind of in this weird scene of anakin having to decide between the two um we get Which that i
1: Sorry, I was just going to say, I, having rewatched that movie two nights ago, um, as important that is pro- arguably one of the most important scenes in the prequel tr- trilogy. Oh, also, yeah. easily one of the worst scenes in the oh, prequel my trilogy <laughs> for me. That's I what know. I was it, saying
0: about logic just not making sense. Like, yeah. you know, oh how how did Palpatine get all disfigured? That's how? Really? Okay. Stupid. <laughs> well, did you guys see the clip though of, yeah. of the, the the somebody like took the clip from Revenge of the Sith and the final fight or not final fight, but the fight in Episode. The third episode of this arc, Mm -hmm. um, and they line up perfectly, where like you hear Sidious's scream like when when the fight first starts, and when their fight starts is when Maul and Ahsoka start fighting, and when the glass breaks, the glass breaks uh, in both ways. Literally, it's like two minutes and sixteen seconds. It's on Twitter somewhere, but it's like it lines up perfectly where every single beat. Is happening at the same time, so it's cool. really cool. That
1: extended Ahsoka Maul fight is just hands down one of the coolest fights. <laughs> it yeah, is-
0: and that was like the scene
2: where it was like I I knew the the season was already so beautiful and uh, beautifully animated and stuff, especially with the Bad Batch arc where there we got some really amazing one shot action sequences with the the Bad Batch, but like this at like their fight against each other was one of those things where it's like holy, this is movie almost movie level animation quality here that's being presented, and it was just the coolest coolest thing um but it, it, really quick trying to go back to this uh, <laughs> the, this one moment we're, we're we're building up to the order 66 moment and uh ahsoka goes back to talk to rex because she felt something is is wrong uh through the force and um rex like turns around he's like no i'll do it and he starts screaming find him fives find him fives. And that was like one of the, like that that's when I broke because, and it bl- blows my mind. Cause Disney plus has like, they're like, Hey, if you want to like do a quick, uh, like rewatch of uh clone wars leading up to season seven, here are our suggested arcs. And the fives arc is not on that suggested watch order, which <laughs> blows my fucking mind. Tim, if you don't know, and you probably don't uh, in season six, the first arc is uh, fives was uh, a clone trooper, who was like this close to uncovering the plot of order 66 and these inhibitor ships and all of this stuff. And so that moment of like calling back to fives and everything that he went through were like the um they like Palpatine and the, the cloners covered everything up um, just to see like that payoff or um, what fives went through and discovered um, helped out Rex and Ahsoka. And that was, that was the, that was the moment I broke. Um and then having to, seeing ahsoka realize what was going on as well was just like absolute, absolutely heartbreaking um and it was it's so cool at the end of that episode too um where like the the machine can't find the inhibitor chip and um she as she goes up and she she's trying to like I, I th- this was a moment like I was like, <laughs> I feel like we might be reaching, reaching a little bit here, but where she's like trying to sense it through the force and like saying like, I'm one with the force. The force was, with, uh, is with me, which is, it was really cool moment.
1: Would this be the earliest canonical point? Someone has said that.
2: I think I I don't know like the nitty gritty, so I don't know. Yeah. if that's like, yeah. but at least that's like something like a phrase yeah. that the Jedi yeah. like knows or, yeah. or, or or stuff like that. But I think this is the earliest that we we hear it, so that might pave some cool things for maybe Ahsoka runs into some people we know from Rogue One. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, that that was a great moment, and just uh, seeing like the in the final episode, really. Um the heartbreak that ahsoka and rex have to go through of realizing that essentially like rex's brothers are like all like there's no way we're they're gonna stop this right like it was a miracle that rex got out of it and so um him kind of having to come to this realization of like the they are not gonna stop they will go down uh with the ship to make sure that we die as well um and like that kind of realization of like what the clones are are willing to do with uh with Rex and Ahsoka was just so heartbreaking. Especially if like Jesse wasn't a uh, like a I wouldn't say like a main clone throughout the series, but he had a few arcs um and some of the best like he was uh, involved in some of the best arcs i would say in clone wars so it's like heartbreaking of seeing like jesse kind of being the the, since rex's um they realized that rex isn't um on their side like jesse kind of taking lead and being like no like you are now an enemy of the republic uh we have to execute you and stuff it was just it hurt so goddamn much and the, uh, the one thing before i uh, if you guys want to jump in uh the one thing uh, i saw a couple people saying it was like uh it feels like the the last like kind of arc feels weakened because of from people who have watched star wars rebels because we know what happens to some of these characters already and for me like i i have to hard disagree like yeah we know like what characters would survive who would, who would move on and stuff but it didn't make seeing it a, any easier of like what they had to go through like it's some of it is teased in later stuff, but like to actually see uh, the moment-to-moment heartbreak uh, that they have to go through was just not easy whatsoever.
1: Yeah, someone who hasn't watched Rebels but knows that you know certain characters have made it on to that and are even in talks for other things and Darth Maul and Solo and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, especially that last episode, like I knew they Ahsoka would survive, but how she would get out of all of that was so tense and so like nail-bitingly crazy to go through especially as the ship starts to go down you're like okay the ship is going down they don't have any way off this how do they get out of this and it is it's so well executed and it's such like on its own as like an arc and as a completion to the series it is really dramatically satisfying and really really enthralling to watch and it it doesn't help that the or it doesn't hurt that the animation is just so beautiful by this point it's so good the scene yeah. of the ship falling to the moon, um, and, and oh, they're like God. they're dropped down that one. It reminded me of, of several Fast and Furious moments, but yeah, two. It was, was just so, it was. I sorry, I had to. Uh, yes. But it was so beautiful and so like. There were moments where I'm like, that's a real sky. They like rotoscoped into that, right? Because this is just like the way they designed it. It was just so gorgeous. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: On top of that, the animation and just kind of like just the choreography of a lot of the scenes, like the the Siege of Mandalore in the beginning when they they jump out of the ship, they're kind of like, she just jumps out and it's just fucking blading everyone. I was like, this looks so sick. Then all the uh, Mandalorians with the jetpacks flying in. I'm like, there's a sense of scale that like they just, they really nailed. Like It it does feel like a, a final set piece. In a movie, but like that was it was consistent throughout. Just the four episodes I watched, I would say there was like six epic fights. Like that's yeah. pretty pretty impressive. But at the end of the day, it's about the characters, and I think that even knowing as little as I do about these characters, see and I also know that they live. I also know like what happens going on in Rebels and all that stuff. Just like spoilers, like top level, none of that shit matters because we're seeing the moments, and they're delivering the moments so well that I'm like, cool. That that's what Clone Wars is about. It's not about really? like who lives and who dies. It's about the you know relationships between these different characters. And th- these episodes portrayed that so well. The yeah. the opening of the of this arc was Anakin standing against all the the you know the the enemies and with, like with flying clone troopers, I just want to say. I know hiding underneath the uh the dudes hiding underneath the bridge with R2. So that good. was fucking it was rad, weird. right? Yeah. But I love how they they presented this as such a like shadow of the last jedi scene of luke like walking towards all the 80s i'm like man like this is so cinematic and like they 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 nailed the, any type of dialogue between the characters in that scene i was like this is really fucking good yeah like yeah. i feel like There's- the one thing that i didn't love about watching them is it feels so tied to the movie's and in good ways and bad ways it's mm-hmm. exciting when we see things and it's like oh my god i know what's happening here yeah and like and the, the, no the way they recreate like is happening
2: yeah we're like they we get the recreation of uh mace windu saying like uh I,
0: I sense a plot to destroy the jedi and stuff like that like little moments like that are cool they're so cool because they're better here and like i think yeah. that's the, like, the <laughs> biggest problem and it's like this sucks that this is a complaint because there's no fixing this but it's like god can you imagine how good this could have been if it didn't have? to follow the plans of everything exactly like this feels like it's like really good working around the issues because even there it's looking at it it feels like every five minutes someone has to go run off to do the thing that we know they do and it's just like i would have much rather been able to stay with anakin and obi-wan for a bit but they kept having to go away so to the point that like when anakin comes back as vader at the end it's like hype as fuck but also it's like it feels so disjointed just watching this and yeah, uh, there's a- and it's interesting like
2: that you make it like uh like the last time that ahsoka and anakin see each other actually wasn't very like set by the movie i would say that's actually more set by a very specific line in star wars rebels um it, like the, the there's a certain line where it's like the just the last time, we know the last time that Ahsoka and Anakin see each other is when Anakin goes off to to save the Chancellor. Um, and so, <clears throat> and, and, and it is one of those things where I totally get those frustrations, but it's also like that moment being a fan and realizing like, oh, sh- like, oh my God, th- this is the moment. This is the last time they see each other um, as these people. And that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking that they don't know. That they're not going to see each other um, before Order 66. Uh, Yeah, so I I understand that, uh, like, the frustration of how it had to fit around everything else. Um, But I also accept it.
1: It makes you wish Filoni could just kind of do his own retcon Revenge of the Sith. And and just make a really cool animated version of it. But I do think, like, even though they had a lot of that framework that they had to work within some of the best moments are the original stuff and are the things that really ring true to Ahsoka and the clones. Like I, I, for me, the two most heartbreaking moments, the fives moment was huge for me. The one in the, I think it's the first episode, uh, maybe the second, but the moment when Ahsoka comes back to the clones and they all have their uh, masks painted. uh, Yeah. The first episode is such a beautiful character driven moment that is so specific there. And then, Alternatively, the flip side of that moment at the end, after the whole battle has ended, and the implication of Ahsoka being there and working through to make sure she can honor each of them, even though they turned on her, like she always believed they. She are- didn't. And I'm getting like I'm getting chills thinking about that like shot yeah. right now. But it's just like they are people to her. They they matter, and, and yeah, that being what the show is about is so great.
2: And it was so sad because, like, that realization of, like, that shot and, like, the kind of, like, mass memorial grave, whatever you want to call it, with the the their individual helmets uh, being um, kind of posted up. And it's, like, that realization of just, like, fuck, she didn't even want to kill any of them. Like, she didn't want any of them to die, even though they were turned on her because she understood that this wasn't something they were doing of their own volition. They were being forced to do this. And it was just, like, one of those sad moments of... Like, letting, letting go of this family that, like, she was a part of again. You know, like, she had ripped off the Band-Aid when she left the Jedi Order and then put it back on when she, like, helped with the Siege of Mandalore and, like, was kind of maybe questioning of coming back to, to the Jedi, especially, like, when Yoda uh as like as a jedi and she's like as a civilian like i I, i'm not too sure what i want to do from here um and then seeing her forced into that decision of like no there is no going back to the jedi there is no going back to the republic all of it's gone um and then just the the fucking final scene which i was not expecting whatsoever but it's so good (laughs) and it really brings it again together of just like selling how great this relationship was between anakin and ahsoka and they're like brother sister relationship because this is after all the shit's gone down he has discovered this uh mass grave who knows why the hell they're on this moon whatever uh, uh who knows but uh he he discovers um ahsoka's lightsaber and it's that real he has like this moment and it's so sad because vader is like you you love to hate him but you also love to sympathize with him and just like how shitty of a life he has uh where he has this realization of like yeah ahsoka didn't make it, it to him at least it, it seems like ahsoka didn't make it out um uh, which is uh just so heartbreaking um especially knowing all of the other shit that he had to go through it's just so good and then also someone else pointed out on twitter that the clones that are with him who are Vader's fist, were uh or the troopers that are with them are vader's fists and they're the few clones that didn't get decommissioned uh during the empire so they are clones from the 501st so they like they're they're clones who are kind of visiting their brothers like mass grave um and all this stuff which is just so fucking sad i i can't <laughs> i can't believe they did it and made it fucking stick
0: the landing it's so good yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot, man. And uh, I want to give a shout out to the the badass motherfucker that is Obi Wan Kenobi. I love, <laughs> I love him, him so and, much, man. And yeah. uh, even in this, he was great. I love like the dialogue he has with Ahsoka, and like that moment where he's just like, look, "Look, I'm asking you to do this." It's like yeah. <laughs> this is fucking tight, man. That's that's my boy, Obi. I'll give you another fucking because I I don't know if
2: you'll ever go back and watch it. And we're in spoiler territory, so we're we're safe. But in the first arc with the Bad Batch Tim, there's uh, a scene where Anakin is having a private, like, kind of uh, conversation with Padme um, uh, over, like, hologram and shit. And um, I think it's Rex who's, like, trying to distract Obi-Wan to make sure Obi-Wan doesn't run, uh, walk in on Anakin. And Anakin walks out after the meeting. And not even going in the room, Obi-Wan's like, I hope you told Padme I said hi. And love it's it. just like one of those things like <laughs> fucking Obi-Wan knew, man. He knew that's great. So, yeah. One of the Obi-Wan's weirdest
1: the things about having watched this whole show in these past few months is that realization of like, oh, the most characterization I've gotten of Obi-Wan and Anakin and their relationship is through this show. Like I have yep. grown to love those characters and appreciate them and question them in different and new ways because of how much we just get to see them being in the show. And it's mm-hmm. it's such a great aspect of what Clone Wars was able to pull off.
0: We ask you to write into patreon.com slash kind of funny to leave your thoughts on Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Um, let's see where we go. Jason Hales here says, I love the Clone Wars. There's some ups and downs in this series, but overall, I loved it. Enjoyed how – we got more of anakin and obi's story it adds more to their story and connection to improve the prequels adding ahsoka was amazing she was an amazing character we kind of got to see grow up in all this so in season seven those last four episodes were perfection some say the parts of their sisters were not great i feel those were good parts to see what happens when she leaves the jedi in season six how others see the jedi and so it helps build on who she is before going off to face maul if you didn't have this part i would have been confused why she just went right after maul it was good character building of her facing who she is I enjoyed what they did to the clones, building some great characters, and you really cared about them. At the end, with Rex crying, you feel that so much. What a great time with the Clone Wars. I wish we had Season 7 done before Rebels. It would have made it more impactful to not know what happens to Ahsoka and Rex. So it kind of ruined it to know they're okay in Rebels. Still amazing, and would for sure recommend watching them and then for sure go on to Rebels. And then uh, Sam Mosher says, My Clone Wars Season 7 review. Like the show as a whole, season seven is good at points, like with the first arc, mediocre at others, like the middle arc, and sometimes the best stars has to offer Ahsoka's final arc. Seeing the end of Ahsoka, Rex, and Maul's Clone War story made the whole season totally worth it, and that final Vader scene give, gave me chills. I think it's time for me to finally watch Rebels.
2: Yes, do it. Watch <laughs> Rebels. Just do it.
0: And then a couple, a couple other ones here we got. Um, Johnny Naylor saying, it was perfect. Ahsoka versus Maul will forever be my favorite lightsaber duel. And David Onfield saying, "Underwhelming, but overall well executed final season. The series finale would have been so much more impactful if we didn't know Soka Mall would survive because of Rebels." So there you go, guys. There you go. For next week, please write in uh, just your recommendations of what you've been watching during uh, the quarantine times, and uh, we'll go through through all of that. Um, but yeah, before we end the show, like what? So we know Rosario Dawson is rumored to be heavily rumored. <sighs> Reported even to be cast in a Mandalorian season Mm. two. Um, what, what, where does that like leave you, Barrett, specifically having seen Rebels and knowing where she ends up? Like, is that are you stoked about that?
2: No, because honestly, I want a sequel series to Rebels specifically, like an animated series that's uh, a sequel to Rebels. Um, and like, I feel like because they're including her in Mandalorian, we're not going to get that. And, like, I, I doubt she's going to be a... Like, I, I think she'll definitely have, like, moments and stuff, but I, I doubt she's going to be, like, a series regular or anything, right? Um, and so, like it's cool cuz obviously the uh the black the, the dark saber um again watched rebels to to learn more about the the history of the dark saber uh, before it popped up in mandalorian um it makes sense of like why she's going to so uh show up why maybe some other characters from rebels will show up um uh, my hope is and this is probably not what's going to happen is that they they do an episode with uh, Ahsoka and maybe another character uh, from Star Wars Rebels, and then that like kind of reminds people of like, oh, those those two people are going, still have an adventure to go on. I wonder if they'll uh, uh, expand on that anymore, and then we'll we'll finally get a, a Star Wars Rebels uh, sequel series. That's my hope.
0: If, if you got a Star Wars I, Rebels sequel, where would you want that set timeline wise? Um. S-
2: Without spoiling too much from Star Wars Rebels, it, uh, it, it would uh, I would want it to be after episode six. But before Mandalorian How uh, is Mandalorian five years after?
1: I think it was seven?: Yeah, seven times mm,
0: right. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, may- maybe before Mandalorian, I would say. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, cool stuff you about to say Which something,
1: Uh I was just going to say. I think the original Variety report, and obviously that stuff was unofficial, um, but their sources are pretty good. Um, I think they had talked about how Ahsoka's appearance would be a possible like backdoor pilot situation, where they would gauge how people responded to the live action, and then maybe spin off from there. But like as of right now, we don't know any animated Star Wars series in the works. Correct? Like we know of four different. Live action series at this point, but there's no animated stuff on the horizon.
2: There, there was a rumor um, that was spreading around a few months ago about an animated series. But yeah, because like they're winding down on Resistance, Resistance, I think. Yeah. Um, and isn't there something else too? I don't know. Um, they,
1: they do like shorts. I know they've been doing like uh, a yeah yeah yeah
2: shorts. But... Uh, yeah, but they're they're winding down on Resistance, so you got to imagine that. Um. Uh, they're looking at some sort of possibility of an animation series. Like I, I don't know how I'd feel about a live action Ahsoka series. Um, just because like the voice, I I forget her name because if Ashley you know name, yeah. Uh, the the voice of Ahsoka is like like so important. I would say and like just I don't. I, I'm interested to see how Rosario Dawson pulls off int- live action interpretation of uh, of Ahsoka. Um, So, yeah, I'm still questioning if I would want like a full on Ahsoka live action series or if I just want, you know, let's go back to the classic. Let's get the original voice actress. Let's let's continue on
0: the story that was left off in Star Wars Rebels. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, thank you very much for joining us. Barrett, thank you for joining us for a rare screencast appearance. I love it. Uh, We will be back next week with another episode of Screencast. Until then. Love you guys.